very happy weekend to you. It is, I hate to say this, I really do, because I depress myself here, but it feels like yesterday, Memorial Day weekend was here, and we were welcoming in the summer, and now as you welcome in the final weekend of July, we are nearing the end of summer already. I, I tr- It happens every year. I always say Memorial Day weekend, it's going to go fast and enjoy it, and every year it goes by even faster than you think. It's exciting and depressing. But it's exciting because football's right around the corner. Week zero in college football is going to be here in like three weeks. Let's go. Obviously love college football, love the NFL, so can't wait for that to get kick-started and get back in the swing of things and watch real games go. But, I mean, the summer, it's, at least especially here being in the Northeast, it's such a short, small window where it's really kind of 10 months of Not great weather or just okay. I love the heat. I love the summer. I know it's record highs everywhere in the country. I'm not complaining. I love it. Bring more of it on. So it's depressing that already we're into kind of the final month of summer and the final month of good weather here in New York City before things kind of turn towards fall and leaves start changing. You put the sweaters back on. Pretty soon it's going to be winter jacket and snow. Oh, oh, not ready for it. Not ready for it. So we're going to think positive here. A happy weekend to you. We'll keep it simple and keep the good vibes going here. A very exciting announcement. This show is now available in podcast form wherever you do get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, all there. All you got to do very simply is search Hick at Night. H-I-C-K, short for Hickey at Night. N-I-T-E. Little plan words off of. Nick and Knight, for all those 90s kids out there that used to watch a lot of Nickelodeon late at night. Hick at Night is where you can find the podcast of this show, each and every show, all four hours, right there in podcastable form. So if you only listen for a little bit, miss a show, miss an hour, you want to circle back on a topic we hit on that you are interested in, you can find it and you can consume it at your leisure. Hick at Night, make sure you subscribe. Very exciting podcast will be uploaded each and every show. Okay. Let's continue the NFL talk. I want to throw this hypothetical by here in terms of kind of how we rank the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If I threw this out there and I said this, every NFL quarterback is available for your team to get for free, right? You don't have to trade 10 first round picks for Patrick Mahomes or give Joe Burrow a billion dollars to get him on your team. You have the option right now. You can either keep your current quarterback or trade him in for any other quarterback in the league. No questions asked. No red tape or or no kind of, you know, um, no parameters. It is just truly, it's either your guy, you could trade him in for anyone else. I want to ask, I kind of direct the topic and conversation towards this direction. How many teams, if that was presented to them, they could trade their current guy for anyone else in the league? How many teams are saying no? How many teams are saying, we are keeping our guy and we're not trading him for anybody else in the league? I think there's just three teams that would give that answer. No, we're keeping our guy. Those three teams, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and... The Philadelphia Eagles. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. To me, the only three quarterbacks in the NFL 
where their respective teams, if they have the opportunity to swap them out for anyone else in the league, they're the only ones saying no. Only ones where you would not be upgrading. I think if you're the Bills, Josh Allen, they would say, yes, we'll take someone else. Chargers with Justin Herbert, they'll take someone else. Eagles with Dak, they'll trade him in. We'll go down the list. I mean, do the math. 29 other teams or 28 other teams. 29. Sorry, math is not my strong suit. I apologize there. 29 other teams are saying, yes, we will trade our quarterback in for you name it. Three teams, though, are saying no. Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles. I'd love to hear your number here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Do I have too many quarterbacks in that list? Not enough. In terms of out there, available to upgrade, how many teams are saying, no, we're keeping our guy? Look, I'll start the easiest one, Patrick Holmes. I don't have to explain it, but I will, just in case there's any doubts, and just to kind of, you know, give you some sort of reasoning. But you look at Patrick Holmes, there is no upgrade, right? He is by far the best quarterback in the NFL. He has everything you would dream of in a quarterback. Electric arm, great vision. He's more athletic, by the way, than I think people even give him credit for. He's not fast, right? He's not Jalen Hurts or... Josh Allen or Justin Fields running around and being elusive, that's for sure. But he is tremendous at manipulating the pocket, throwing on the run, getting outside the pocket and escaping danger, even though he's not fast. And he does kind of waddle a little bit. Like, if you ever watch him, it is a little bit of like a waddle that he does. But he's able to use it and use it in a way that rarely kind of puts him in harm's way. And usually he's always able to escape a sack and keep plays alive. So he's more athletic than people give him credit for. Extremely accurate. And he's a team guy. This is actually a really scary stat for anyone trying to compete with the Chiefs here. Going into this season, in terms of an average per year salary, do you know where Patrick Mahomes' average per year salary ranks right now amongst quarterbacks? He's eighth. He is the eighth highest yearly salary. And even more depressing, it's about to be nine. Joe Burrow, I think, is going to get paid. I don't think this calf injury he suffered is going to now all of a sudden give the Bengals pause in giving Joe Burrow a contract extension. He's going to get an extension. I think it's going to be before week number one. So before, if I'm right, before Patrick Mahomes steps on the field to kick off the 2023 season, on an average yearly basis, he is going to be the ninth, ninth, Highest paid quarterback. Team guy on top of all those intangibles we just laid out there for you. Clearly, if the Chiefs had the offer, it's Mahomes or anyone else, they're saying, we're sticking with our guy. But I think the Bengals are giving that same answer. We wouldn't trade Joe Burrow for anyone else in the league. And the reason is, is because Joe Burrow is the closest thing, I think, we have seen to Tom Brady. Like, this is a guy that's truly cool under pressure. He's a winner. He's clutch. Warren Sharp is a really good NFL mind. He, he uses and has a ton of metrics to really highlight strengths and weaknesses um, of teams and goes truly beyond the box score with a lot of numbers. He compiled a clutch rating since 2019. 
And his numbers show you there is not a quarterback clutcher than Joe Burrow since 2019. Under five minutes, your team is trailing. No one has a better touchdown percentage than Joe Burrow. Clutchest quarterback there is right now in the NFL. Cool under pressure. Exudes winning. Love his confidence. And oh yeah, by the way, it helps that when you are facing right now the biggest roadblock to a Super Bowl in the Chiefs, and you are facing the best quarterback in the NFL, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, 3-1. and one. Not bad. Not bad whatsoever. That's why I think for me, if the Bengals had the option, Burrow or anyone else in the league, they're sticking with their guy. And I think the Eagles, finally, are the last team that would say, you know what, we're sticking with our guy as well. We're not trading Jalen Hurts for anyone. And you want to know why? Because Jalen Hurts is truly a coach's dream. This is the guy that works so hard that it's truly impossible for him to fail. I give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit. I was not a, a, I don't want to say fan because I didn't root against him. That sounds weird, but I, I guess I'll use the word believer. I was not a believer in Jalen Hurts at the NFL level. I thought he would fall into the Tim Tebow mold, meaning super successful college quarterback, right? someone that really was unstoppable running and throwing the football, but their game worked well at the college level and would not translate well whatsoever at the NFL level. Tremendous leaders, tremendous heart, right? They both had a lot of intangibles that made them both super great college quarterbacks. We saw Tim Tebow outside of one playoff game uh, against the Steelers be a total flop in the NFL. And I thought Jalen Hurts is going to kind of fall more in that mold. Or maybe he'll be one of those 10-year, 12-year, 15-year backups that has tremendous leadership and one of those guys that's a coach on the field but will never get many opportunities to lead a team as quarterback one. And boy, was I wrong. I gave him so much credit because the reason why he proved me and a lot of other people wrong is because he just worked so damn hard that when he got his opportunity, he was too prepared and too ready to fail. Like, look at his game. Where's the hole? He's accurate. He can make every throw. He's a dual threat. He's built like a, a house. So even though he runs the ball a lot, he's able to withstand the hits because he is Huge. He's clutch. Look at how he played in the playoffs. Look how he played in the Super Bowl. This guy has it all. And that's a guy, if I was a head coach, if I was a GM, I'd want him on my team any day of the week. So if you gave the Eagles the opportunity right now, you said, hey, you can have any quarterback in the league for free. Are you keeping your guy or trading him in for someone else? They are keeping Hurts, and that's the right move. So if we have an ability right now to make every quarterback magically available for your team to acquire, how many teams are keeping their current quarterback? I think it's just three. Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Bengals with Joe Burrow. Eagles with Jalen Hurts. How about you? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. How many teams are not trading in their quarterback for anybody else? Joseph is calling from Baltimore. What's up, Joseph? What's going on, Hickey? How you feeling, bro? We are feeling good, man. We are feeling good. Hopefully you are too. What's on your mind here? 
Oh, I'm feeling good, man. My Orioles got the win last night. Nice win. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we're pretty much the number one team in baseball. Um, so I, I'm feeling good. I'm, I mean, so I, I like your list. I gotta, I mean, I gotta add the Ravens on there, bro. Like who, I mean, he's the number one highest paid player in, in football. So it's clear that they didn't want him to go anywhere. Well, now two, Justin Herbert just passed him, but up until this week, you're right. Okay. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Um, I forgot about that. But um, but either way, who? I mean, there's only one other player I would maybe take over him, which is Mahomes. But I mean, my guy, I'm not I'm not taking him. I'm not trading Lamar. For so you're not you would not trade Lamar Jackson for Patrick Mahomes. No, you I would not trade Lamar Jackson for Joe Burrow. And here's why. Let's hear me out. Sure. So, yes, these guys have had more success in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like some of that blame can put, be put on Lamar. But a lot of it can, if you watch tape, one, Greg Roman should have been gone two, three years ago. I, I feel like Greg Roman tapped Lamar's ceiling with what he was doing. He did the same thing to Kaepernick in a way. Like they, he took Kaepernick to a Super Bowl, and then you saw just the league figured it out. He did the same thing everywhere he went. So I feel like that was part of the problem. Two, if you look at the one uh, postseason game, I believe it was against was it the Titans or the it was the Titans. Um, there were like ten, uh, excuse me, ten drops in that game by the receivers. Lamar was putting the, the ball on the money, but the receivers were dropping it. And you can't – there's too many factors that go into play, especially with quarterback play, where they can't, they can't make a receiver catch the ball. They can't necessarily call their own plays if they're not given that liberty or freedom to do so. Here's my thing, Joseph, with Lamar Jackson. I got two things. Number one, the reason why he's not on my list in terms of quarterbacks that I would, you know, like a team would say no to trading in for, number one is injuries. This is a guy that I'm. I can't feel confident right now. He is going to make it through a season healthy. Two years in a row, the Ravens' season has been derailed because Lamar Jackson cannot stay healthy. That to me is a concern and a problem, especially when you look at his style. That's number one. Also, number two is the fact you bring up the playoffs and you want to talk about drops in the Titans game. I mean, I'll be honest, I can't remember exactly every single pass Lamar Jackson threw in that playoff game against the Titans. So I'm going to take out your word, Joseph, that you are right about that. But that also doesn't excuse how he's played in the playoffs before and especially after that. He was awful in that uh, Bills game the following week and uh, in the game they lost. He's not really left, like, the Titans game at home the year he won the MVP. He was bad. Like, there's an, like he is someone that has not been very good in the playoffs, and that is a concern. So we have an injury concern and someone who, again, maybe outside of one game. And, again, I can't I, – I you know what? I'm not even going to use the drops as an excuse, Joseph, because, honestly, at this point – if you want to be one of the top two, three, four quarterbacks in the NFL, you got to make do with what you got. Patrick Mahomes wasn't bitching about losing one of the best receivers in the NFL in Tyreek Hill, taking off his team, and replaced by nobody, Juju Smith-Schuster. He went out and no. won a Super Bowl and, and made it happen. Like Part of that, of it's fair or unfair, part of being a, a high-level quarterback is making those around you better. But here, But here's also my thing, bro. Patrick Mahomes had Tyreek Hill. 
Name a top five receiver Lamar has had at any given point in his career to even complain about losing. I get that, but the reality is he lost him. Wouldn't you say it's harder to maybe learn how to play without a top threat on offense compared to not being used to it? Not, not with Andy Reid on your side. <sighs> okay. I mean, yeah, I, yes, I, okay. I'll agree with you, yes, it, it, it was an adjustment and it was harder. I mean, I'd rather have them and lose them than never have them at all. I get that. And, Joseph, this is going to be a very interesting year. I appreciate the call, buddy, on Lamar. This is going to be a very interesting year. I I know OBJ is not, again, primetime receiver, but they're going all in. It's also not like the Ravens have featured the the pass game a ton anyway where you needed top-flight receivers to air it out 35 times. That wasn't the offense in years past. But when it comes to, like, we're talking about you have your pick of the litter. Every quarterback is out there for the taking. To me, there's too many red flags right now with Lamar Jackson, injury-wise and playoff-wise, for me to say, yeah, I'm going to keep Lamar Jackson and bypass getting Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Right now, Lamar is not, to me, on that level. He is not on that level. So we just heard Lamar Jackson brought up. There's a few other quarterbacks. Mac Barron in Delaware does tweet at Ryan underscore Hickey in number three. He says the Jacksonville Jaguars would say no. They would keep Trevor Lawrence. I have a reason why, for me, Trevor Lawrence is not on this list. He had a few other quarterbacks I want to hit as well as to why they have not made the list in terms of keeping keeping them on their respective team and saying no to an upgrade. So we'll get into the quarterbacks left off the list, but 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and number three. Every team right now has the ability to upgrade a quarterback for free. Would you keep your current quarterback or would you say, you know what? I'm trading him in. I'm getting Mahomes. I'm getting Burrow. I'm getting someone else. Absolutely. I would go for the upgrade. 855-212-4227. We'll get to the quarterbacks who did not make the list. When we do return, it's the Ryan Hickey Show on CBS Sports Radio. The Ryan Hickey Show returns on CBS Sports Radio. Three teams in the NFL, if they had the ability to get any quarterback in the league on their team for free, would say, thanks, but no thanks, I'm keeping my current guy. The Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the Bengals with Joe Burrow, and the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, I think of the three teams, if given the option to upgrade for free a quarterback, they would say no. Every other team in the NFL is saying, yes, please. Right to the front of the line we go. We're trading in our guy, and we're getting an upgrade at quarterback. Like those are the only three. Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles would keep their current guy. Now, there's a few quarterbacks that have been thrown out there. We just talked about Lamar Jackson. We'll get back to him here in a second. About why other quarterbacks should have been on this list of no way their team would move off of them. No way their team would view another quarterback as an upgrade. A few quarterbacks, why they didn't make my list of basically untouchable, irreplaceable quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's start with Josh Allen. There's a few things with Josh Allen that... For me, leave him off this list. And if I was Buffalo, I'd be looking to move off of Josh Allen for Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, or Patrick Mahomes. Number one, Josh Allen's too turnover prone. He is someone who's too loosey-goosey with the football. He is someone that I can't trust 
to really kind of not have a bad turnover when my team really does not need one. That's number one. And number two, let's call for what it is. I think Josh Allen gets more praise than he truly deserves for his postseason play. I think the first thing everybody thinks about when it comes to Josh Allen in the playoffs is that epic, all-time Chiefs-Bills game back in the AFC Divisional Round in 2021, where we know the 13 seconds, Mahomes drives down the field, scores, or kicks a field goal, they go to overtime, touchdown, game over, epic back-and-forth two minutes, Allen down the field, Mahomes down the field, Allen down the field, Mahomes down the field. Great game. Instant classic, and Josh Allen was great in that game. The issue is, for him being a top quarterback in the league, he does not give you many of those performances in the playoffs. This past year, two bad picks against the Dolphins in a game they should have smoked Miami, barely held on to beat them by three with Skylar Thompson being Miami's quarterback, and the very next week, putting up a big, fat zero against the Bengals to go home in embarrassing fashion where their will was just broken. Allen was bad in both playoff games this past year. He was bad going back, you know, to the first time the Chiefs and the Bills met in Arrowhead AFC Championship game. Not very good. He was bad in that game, uh, in the game before those two teams met in the playoffs for the first time in the AFC Championship game. He was bad in that Ravens game at home where they needed a pick six for Lamar Jackson to win that game. In the Colts game, that wild card, um, wild card round of that 2021 season, or that 2020 season, I should say, excuse me, he was not very good and almost gave the game away late. This is a guy who's still too up and down, and I don't know why he is the only quarterback that for the most part is absolved from blame. Every quarterback in the NFL gets criticized. Every quarterback in the NFL gets questioned, are they the guy? Can they win the big one until they actually do it? Josh Allen's like the only guy that never really is criticized, that never really is called out or questioned. I don't really get it. I think the perception of Josh Allen is better than the reality of Josh Allen. Josh Allen in the playoffs still is someone that I can't fully trust, fully back, and feel confident in that if I had you know, the ability to upgrade over anyone else, I would say, no, I can't do that. I can't get there with Josh Allen because he's not consistent enough in the playoffs and he's too turnover prone. That to me is why Josh Allen is not on this list of quarterbacks I would not trade for. Aaron Rodgers, too old and not clutch enough. Bad in the Lions game at home, which was basically a de facto playoff game. Packers win that game week 18. They're in this past year. What happens? Aaron Rodgers has a stinker. Year before that, how does the Packers season end? At home in a playoff loss to the San Francisco 49ers in which they scored one touchdown. They lost to the 49ers in a game where San Francisco did not score an offensive touchdown. This is Aaron Rodgers, MVP of the league. Coming up short big time. And a game that he should have won easily. Aaron Rodgers has not been very clutch in the postseason when you want him in recent years. That's why, for me, he's not on this list of quarterbacks I wouldn't trade for. We hit on Lamar Jackson. Too hurt, too bad in the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence. I want to see more from Trevor Lawrence. Really good second half finish 
last year for the Jaguars. Impressive playoff comeback. Does have a playoff victory. I want to see a little bit more, though. Half of a season is not enough for me to to put Trevor Lawrence on this list of untouchables. I need a little bit more success. Like Jalen Hurts, I think to me, is borderline in terms of experience. I gave him the benefit of the doubt in large part two years as a starter. Led the Eagles to the playoffs both years. Obviously, we know this past year, second in MVP voting and went to the Super Bowl. I need a little bit more sustained success from Trevor Lawrence before I put him on this list. And Justin Herbert, I want to see Justin Herbert elevate the talent around him. We have talked for years now how talented the Chargers are, how on paper they are this great team. And in Justin Herbert's three years, they made the playoffs once and collapsed and choked a 27-0 playoff lead to the Jaguars last year. Herbert got paid, rightfully so. But I want to see now Herbert playing like a quarterback that got paid. Because when you get paid, part of your duties are to elevate those around you. I want to see that from Justin Herbert a little bit more before I put him on this list of untouchables. So those are a few quarterbacks. Allen, too, prone, uh, too turnover prone, doesn't, to me, win the big game enough. Ja, Aaron Rodgers, not clutch enough. Lamar Jackson, too hurt and too inconsistent in the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence, I got to see more than just uh, half of one season before I put him on this list. Justin Herbert, I want to see him elevate more around him before I put them on this list. That's why for me, there's only three quarterbacks in the NFL right now. If you said, Ryan, every quarterback is available, which would you take, or I should say, every team, you have the opportunity um, to upgrade a quarterback, which teams are saying no? Which teams are you, if you said to them, you can have any quarterback in the league, are still sticking with their guy no matter what? I think it's just three. Chiefs with Mahomes, Bengals with Joe Burrow, Eagles with Jalen Hurts. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Again, you could tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Which teams, which quarterbacks would you say not going for an upgrade? Drew is calling from Maryland. What's up, Drew? Hey, Ryan. How are we doing tonight? Good, buddy. What's on your mind? Uh, well, as a, if I can say it, a Redskins slash Commanders fan, I'll tell you what, any quarterback in the league, I would well, happily take. Probably 20, 20 quarterbacks in that list for you, Drew, there. So that's, that's yeah, the good absolutely. news. It's an upgrade absolutely. no matter who you choose. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last caller who mentioned Lamar Jackson, not over Mahomes, he's insane. Being a Maryland native, I would love to see Lamar in a Commanders jersey, quote-unquote. I'd love to see anybody but the whole carousel we've had over in D.C. and Maryland. No, I, I would 100% agree there, Drew. Is there any quarterback that I did not name that you think should be named in terms of their team would not would not go for an upgrade? Uh, would not go for an upgrade? Right. Uh, they would keep their current guy. I really can't name one because, again, I, I, come, from a, I come from an area of absolute chaos in the quarterback situation. And we would take any of the 10 guys you've named in the last five minutes there, Ryan. I'll tell you what. Well, Drew, I hope for your sake that brighter days are ahead. Appreciate the call, man. I hope, you know, this fantasy we're living right now where every quarterback is available for free, basically, it will come to fruition. 
But I hope something like that does come your way eventually. Like I said, Commanders fans have suffered for a long time. Great now that new ownership is in. I think that's obviously the first big step in Dan Snyder. Forget about, I know it's hard to forget, and I'm not trying to minimize what he did off the field. But if you just forget about what he did for a second off the field and how bad he was when it comes to putting the product on the field, just purely getting out of the building, purely moving away from him and not having his voice and his input around the team, that's a tremendous boost for this team. So you're stuck with Sam Howell this year. But I think now, getting through this season, I think Ron Rivera will not make it past this year. Sam Howell will not make it past this year. Clean slate. I think you'll have a new head coach in 2024, and then you can finally start to be aggressive, whether it's in the draft, in for agency, making a trade, and to try to truly acquire a quarterback right now that can kind of get your team in the right direction going forward. But like you mentioned, Drew, the good news is whoever you go after, it will be considered an upgrade, so it's hard to really get any worse than what you've seen in the last few years, especially hard to do worse than Carson Wentz. That is for sure. That is for sure. Okay, we return here on the Ryan Hickey Show. Three at three time, including... I got to ask the question. We got to have a discussion about it when we do return. Is Elon Musk an idiot? Because every day I think about that question, and every day my answer keeps coming back more and more, yes. We'll discuss the latest reason as to why that question is being posed when we do return again. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Ryan Hickey Show. The man who is obsessed with the number three. Three is a magic number. Uh, Trey, Ryan Hickey. He like that's his self-given nickname. T-R-E-S is in three in Spanish. Gives you three thoughts, three opinions, three observations at 3 a.m. Three. That's a magic number. Let's go inside the brain of Ryan Hickey at Ryan underscore Hickey. And the number three on Twitter. And see what's going on in there. It's time for three at three. All right, Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Three thoughts from yours truly at 3.44 a.m. Eastern. Mostly non-sports related. Kind of a way to tackle some other things going on in the world. Speaking of which, I got to ask this question. And Alex, doing a great job producing this show. I'm going to ask it to you. Is Elon Musk an idiot? Is Elon Musk smart? Or does he get credit for being smart without actually being smart? About what? The latest thing this week was Twitter. If you're on Twitter, I'm sure you noticed. Twitter, their logo is now changed to X. X. (laughs) A clip art Logo of just the letter X is now Twitter. The blue logo with the little white bird, no more. And the reason, the reason Elon Musk has decided to not only take over Twitter, I think destroy it, and now truly change what we know as Twitter, change the logo, change how it looks, is because he wants Twitter, a.k.a. X, to be a one-stop shop app, basically for everything. He has talked about a vision where eventually on Twitter, you could conduct the your entire financial world. Would you trust, now that's a little vague, but would you trust putting your finances and running them through Twitter? 
through oh, no. Elon Musk? No, I wouldn't. Okay, well, because it's so tough because I love Twitter. It's like it's, it's same. Where, yeah, it's where I get all my news from. It's like it's the first thing that I open on my phone. Um, so like. I don't know. It's 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 a tough one. I I still I, I'll still go on it. But like I remember the first time when like um, like I opened my laptop and Twitter was still open and I refreshed it and then the logo changed like on the top, and I'm like, what is what the, what is this? So ugly. Like on my tab right now, I don't have like tw- I have Twitter open in a tab but not open on the home screen right now, and the tab says home slash X. Uh, with the logo. No Twitter there whatsoever. It's ugly. Like, sometimes you don't have to change anything. Like, sometimes you can buy something and really just let it be. That's what Elon Musk should have done with Twitter. It's Twitter is not made to be a, a financial one-stop shop. Oh, let me do my taxes and also let me tweet about the Mets bullpen. It, no, no. Twitter is just literally, how can I fire off in real time my thoughts on for the most part, whatever sport I'm watching or whatever is happening in the real world. Twitter is the only app where it's real-time thoughts and real-time moments of what is going on. It allows us in a very divided world to just be in a community of we're all watching or witnessing something in history at the same time we're all giving our real in you know real-time thoughts on it. That's all Twitter is. That's all Twitter will ever be. Like, do you ever want to do anything else outside of tweet your thoughts on whatever you're watching no, or it's, consuming? It's fun. It's right. just fun to like tweet about like I don't know Yankees to like fire Cashman or something like that <laughs> or anything sport. Well, from for for us, I guess is sports related. But even like entertainment, like uh, today, uh, I'm a big Marvel fan. Today they dropped the new uh, Loki season two uh, like logo or mm-hmm. it was the poster. I'm like, yeah, this is great, uh, and I'm excited for that. Right. You want to tweet your thoughts on that. Give your thoughts. Not run finances. Not let me, oh, let me just also shop on Twitter as well and do whatever. Right. It's not Google. It never will be Google. Let Twitter be Twitter. So, Elon, I am begging you, please, stop. Let me tweet about sports. Let Alex tweet about Marvel. Let us just get our thoughts in a short amount of time out there and do not make it more than it has to be. But he is not stopping He's, I think, continuing to run this app into the ground. It is a great app. It is funny. And now the latest change, X, only adds some more confusion and adds to me, or I should say takes away from the user experience. Speaking of which, this is, what I'm about to say is a particular New York City problem, but this can be also expanded out to everyone here in this beautiful country of the United States. Nothing drives me crazier, Alex. Then when people crowd the doors of a subway train, of a bus, of whatever public transportation you and whatever part of the country they offer, nothing grinds my gears more than when you are trying to get off of the public transportation system and everyone is there rushing it on and they crowd the doors. It happens every single day. It happened to me today. And guess what? Maybe a little crankier because it's hot and the subway is disgusting and you have that hot just heavy air on you all the time. So maybe my fuse is a little shorter than it normally would be. But why people think it's okay and or right to let me stand right in the middle of the doorway at a very busy time, at a very busy station where people are trying to get off, 
Why they think the best spot for me to stand is right in the middle and clog traffic. It boggles my mind every time. It happens every day without failure. And no one seems to have common sense prevail. It drives me insane. Insane. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, and that's just a regular day. Imagine, like, coming back from, like, a Yankee game or coming back from uh, coming back from City Field. It's just terrible. It's not even rush hour. It was at 3 o'clock today. <laughs> I know maybe, okay, fine, a summer Friday, 3 o'clock is rush hour, but this happens to me every day when I come in for work and I got to be here by 3, 3.34. Depends on the day. It's a little loose, but it's before 5 o'clock when most normal people that work a 9 to 5 are out of work. I can only imagine the chaos at some busy stops when people are trying to get on or people are trying to get off, I should say. You have all these idiots standing around causing a bottleneck, causing a delay, causing a jam. Because they got to stand there. They think, oh, I got to be first. I'm going to stand right in the middle of the platform. I'm sure it happens with bus stops, happens with train, subway car, you name it. There are idiots out there, and it has to stop. I don't know what needs to be done. So many times I have restrained myself from just yelling. I'm just, I'm not confrontational, so that has probably benefited me in terms of trying to cause a scene. But boy, oh boy, nothing grinds my gears more and just wanted to just lose it on the stupidity of people that basically block the doors and hurt not even themselves but hurt everyone else around them for their selfishness it needs to stop speaking of selfishness third and final thought here for three at three in the ryan hickey show on cbs sports radio there is not a group there's not a profession more selfish than politicians let me ask you this alex if you were ever in protest to go on a hunger slash thirst strike. Okay. Is there an appropriate amount of time you would feel you would have to log? Like, if you said, okay, I'm going to go on strike for whatever, you name it, whatever cause you want to fight for, would you think, okay, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it for X amount of time. Like, if if I'm going to really actually commit to a hunger strike and or a thirst strike, in order to get my point across, I got to be dedicated and, and prepared to be out there for... 12 hours, a day, two days, you name it. Is there a certain amount of time you feel you have to bare minimum commit in order for it to be serious and taken seriously? Uh, I mean, like, the, well, when, you th- when you said strike, the first thing that came to my mind is, like, the writer strike that's going on right now. And that's been going on for weeks. Right. Um, I don't know if I'd go weeks, but... I'll ask you this way, then. Since okay. it's maybe a little bit of an ambiguous question, I'll ask you this. There was a representative from Texas who conducted a hunger and thirst strike this week on the steps of the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Now, he's pushing for a good cause. He's pushing for workers' rights, like, you know, basically day laborers, give them water breaks. It's very hot out. We're seeing record heat. He wants more congressional action to make sure workers' rights are protected. So in order to get his message across... He decided, I'm going to conduct a hunger strike. It lasted nine hours. Nine hours. Are you taking that seriously? Does no, that, that even count? No, no, no. Wait, is it, is it, is it just like like him just not eating? or just He like didn't not- eat or drink for nine hours. That's nothing. That doesn't count. That is sleep. I I I've I've gone so much longer that, like to not that yeah it's literally just him sleeping. It's <laughs> literally equivalent of you going home, getting eight hours of sleep, waking up. Wow, I haven't eaten or drank anything in eight hours. You have done the equivalent 
of this strike. He stood on the Capitol and then in classic, I'm not a, this is, this is not a political statement because I don't like politics either way. Yes, Sam. But in classic politician form, pat himself on the back and congratulate himself for doing something when he literally stood outside for the equivalent of sleeping a normal eight hour shift for not eating or drinking, thinking he accomplished something. Nine hours is child. That's play. pathetic. That's now, terrible. Credit to Twitter. A lot of people dragged him. Which, <laughs> yeah. again, the few good things we have left on this earth is Twitter. And Twitter was Twittering at its finest. But I saw that. I'm like, that can't be real. But it was a real story. He stood out there for nine hours and said, I'm a hero.